0: Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina min sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa man yudlil fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu alla ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluh amma ba'd respected elders Brothers and sisters in Islam Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we seek his aid and assistance, and we seek his forgiveness. Whomsoever Allah Azza guides, none can misguide, and whomsoever Allah Azza misguides, none can guide. I bear witness that has the right to be worshipped, except Allah Azzawajal alone, without any partner, and I testify that the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu was is the final prophet and messenger. As for proceeds, Then we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for gathering us in a house from amongst his houses to come together for his sake and to uplift ourselves. To uplift ourselves about this noble and sacred Ibadah known as Hajj. And the person who reaps maximum benefit from his Hajj is the one who prepares. For his hajj, well About this Allah Azrael said وَتَزَوَّدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ taqwa. About this Allah Azrael said And take provisions And know that the best of your provisions for this journey It is the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That you have the fear, the consciousness of Allah Before you undertake this journey so, in relation to this verse, there is a story, as has been related by Al-Bukhari, he narrated from Ibn Abbas, that the people of Yemen, they used to travel for Hajj without any provision, and they used to say, "We are al mutawakkilun meaning we are those who place our trust in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We are those. We place our trust in Allah Azza. We place our trust solely in them. Or solely in Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so when they came to Mecca, they used to beg the people. So what was their fault here? They did not take the prescribed means of taking provisions with them. And so Allah Azza revealed the verse fa inna Khayra Zadi and take provisions for the best. Of your provisions Is At-Taqwa Surah Al-Baqarah Verse 192 So what does this Verse teach us It teaches us That it becomes imperative In fact it becomes wajib For the one who wants to Undertake this journey That he Seeks knowledge About this act of worship And as you mentioned This knowledge of this ibadah, it becomes wajib upon the haji who intends to perform hajj. Meaning that if you have been approved for the year 2020, insha'Allah, it means that it is wajib for you now to seek knowledge of hajj. And if you don't seek knowledge of, of hajj, then you have fell short with regards to fulfilling the obligation of hajj. I'll give you examples of this. That certain aspects of knowledge, as the Prophet Muhammad says, طَلِبُ ilmi, عَلَى That seeking knowledge, it is a wajib, it is obligatory upon each and every single Muslim male. And what enters into this as well, females. Like for example, to know who Allah is. To know what Allah's right upon us is And that is That he is single out in worship That he subhanahu wa ta'ala Is worshipped alone Meaning Tawhid. This is wajib upon a person to know No Muslim can claim ignorance of this Aspects which Directly affect the believer Such as is tahara Wudu Ghusl, For a female The ahkam of Haid, and the likes of this is wajib upon each and every single Muslim to know. Aspects relating to our prayer, what are the shurut of salah, conditions of salah, what is the arkana of a salah, all of these aspects is obligatory upon a Muslim to know. Then there are certain aspects of knowledge, which when the believer wants to Fulfill this aspect of his life It becomes wajib upon him to learn this An example of this is A person who is 13, 14, 15 Is it obligatory upon him to learn Nikah? And the answer will be Surely not But what happens once this person proposes And the proposal is accepted And there is no courting Except the Islamic Type of quoting. What becomes binding upon this person now to do? It becomes binding upon him to know the rights of nikah, to know the rules and regulation of nikah, to know the fiqh of an nikah, so that he can fulfill this act of worship, nikah is an act of worship, in a manner which is pleasing to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So let's come back to our subject matter, and that is Hajj. The one who wants to undertake this journey, must prepare well in advance And they must acknowledge of this Ibadah And according to one's intention And according to the time you get accepted and accredited for Hajj It might become obligatory upon you to learn this great Ibadah Model of the story, the one who prepares in advance for this journey he gains the maximum benefit from this journey. Because in our short experience, of living in the Holy Lands and experiencing this noble act of worship of Al-Hajj and mixing with our people, the people from South Africa, we find that unfortunately, many people undertake this journey and they don't know the rites and the rituals of this great Ibadah In fact, people become dependent upon <clears throat> People become dependent upon the spiritual guides to fulfill each and every single aspect of the Hajj And how can this actually be a Hajj mabrur? And so, preparing for Hajj is imperative it is key for the one intending to undertake this journey To prepare mentally, spiritually and physically taqwa, And take provisions on this journey of Hajj And the best of your provisions is Taqwa But part of Taqwa is taking the prescribed means And not being like those people of Yemen In the time of the Prophet Muhammad Who made no preparation and said there are those who place their trust in Allah In fact These are mutawakilun Right What does this mean? They feign tawakkul They don't truly Have trust in Allah Because Allah says that if you If You take the prescribed means And you exhaust all Possible means at your disposal And then you place your trust in Allah That is at tawakkul So Prepare mentally, spiritually, and physically And this module aims to prepare the Haji spiritually Why? Because before Hajj is an Ibadah As scholars say it is an Ibadah which gathers between Ma'al and Badr It's an Ibadah which gathers between wealth and the physical ability, meaning that this Ibarada becomes an obligation upon you. Once you are by the physical means, you are bodily able to undertake this journey, and <coughs> you have the material means to undertake this journey, meaning you have the wealth to undertake this journey. Then it becomes Wajib. So this module aims to prepare the haji spiritually. Why? Because before Hajj is an ibadah which is related to the physical self. It is an ibadah which is in relation to our hearts. It is a journey of the heart. Hajj. It is a journey of the heart. It's a journey. We're in the haji. Undertakes for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To rectify himself aflaha khaba Successful is the one who purifies himself By way of righteous deeds And khaba And The one is at loss The one who corrupts his soul So A person can be physically in Makkah, he can be physically, with his physical self in Makkah, he can be circumambulating the Kaaba, but his heart is not present at that moment. Similarly, a person can be doing sujood in this very masjid, which we find ourselves in right now, and he can be closer to Allah Azzawajal than what the person is in Makkah. How so? Because a place, no matter how noble it is, and no matter how honorable and revered it is in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just being in a place will not make you noble. Just being in a place will not make you noble. So, presence of heart is key. Purifying the heart is key. Repentance is key. Toba is key as part of preparation for this journey of Hajj. And so this module aims to prepare the Hajj spiritually. But can I really give you a set regimen and set instructions which can prepare you spiritually? No. You as An upcoming haji. have to take the prescribed means in order to obtain spirituality. You have to take the prescribed means in order to obtain spirituality and to prepare yourself spiritually for this journey. What I can do is, I can give you guidelines, bi'ithni subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what you do with those guidelines is up to you. So what does Spiritual Preparation mean? Firstly, part of Spiritual Preparation means to know the rewards in store for the one who fulfills this Ibadah as is required. They will see that there are many Fadail, many virtues relating to Hajj and Umrah, however, not every person who undertakes this journey, obtains those virtues. But rather the one who fulfills this ibadah as required, he obtains these virtues. And this leads us to a discussion, and I'm sure the other mashayikh have discussed this as well, and that is hajj mabroor and a hajj maqbul Two terms. That we hear very often when we go to people, we say, May Allah grant you a Hajj Mabrur from the word Birr, meaning a righteous Hajj, and may Allah grant you a Hajj maqbool, a Hajj which is accepted. Hajj maqbool, it is entry level Hajj, meaning you've fulfilled this wajib because Allah obligated it upon you, and you have now free this burden of taklif from your shoulders, meaning you have fulfilled the wajib. As for a hajj mabroor, a hajj mabroor has certain elements which must be in place. And what I'm trying to get at here is the fact that not every person who undertakes hajj obtains a hajj mabroor, that is the goal. That is the purpose. That when you're on this journey, you must have no other concern besides obtaining a Hajj Mabroor. So the Prophet Muhammad was asked, Which deeds are best? Which deeds are best? The Prophet Muhammad he replied, he said, Belief in Allah and His Messenger. That amongst the greatest of deeds, it is Al-Iman, it is belief. But belief is not just something which is said upon the tongue. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Part of belief is action. And part of belief is statements. So Iman means it is a statement upon the tongue. To declare the statement truthful within your heart To act according to what Islam Requires you to act upon And it increases Due to righteousness and it decreases Due to Negligence and sin So belief is not something Which Is something upon the tongue Or just because we have a Muslim name That makes us Mu'minun That makes us Muslimun No But rather belief is your actions That is what truly makes us Muslim And this is the best of deeds Iman in Allah and His Messenger Then which The companions being very inquisitive They wanted to know then which deeds are best after this He replied Jihad fi allah To strive with your wealth And your physical self In the way Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Which is Jihad Fi sabilillah. To strive with your wealth And your physical self in the way of Allah To make the Deen of Allah Jalla reign supreme over all other religions Then what is after that? Meaning which deed comes after that? The Prophet Muhammad said Hajj Mabroor So here the Prophet mentioning the sequence of deeds He mentioned that Hajj Mabroor comes after Jihad in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this shows us that Hajj as we will see in relation to the females it is a form of Jihad because Jihad is not prescribed upon the females but the form of Jihad which is prescribed upon the women folk it is to obtain a Hajj Mabrur as reported by Bukhari and Muslim in another narration in Bukhari, Sayyidah Aisha said that we consider and we see jihad to be the best of deeds. <laughs> she, said, she said, so should we not then fight in the cause of Allah azawajal? Since jihad is from amongst the best of deeds, the Sahabiyat the female companions of the Prophet was eager to obtain these virtues. So it was the best of deeds. And so they said, should we not fight in the way of Allah as well to obtain uh, this great reward? He replied, for you the best jihad is a hajj mabrur. The best jihad is a hajj mabrur, a hajj wherein there is no sin. Reported by Bukhari So this brings us to a very very important Matter And that is Is that Physically Males and females Are distinct Allah says That the female Or the male is unlike the female Even um, Though in these times People talk about gender equality and having a neutral gender Allah did not create Adam and Steve Allah created Adam and Eve and so the male is distinct from the female from the very onset Islam is a religion of justice, not a religion perhaps of equality, but a religion of justice. So Allah has set out certain obligations according to the makeup of each gender. For example, it is wajib upon the male to nafaqah and to be a provider and to go out in the world and seek sustenance for the family. Whereas the Wife's role, and this role has somewhat become clouded or misunderstood is to be a caregiver and to raise children So Islam doesn't obligate men to stay at home and to take care of kids and to cook food and to clean the house Even though we say yes, you should help out in the house because this is the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad And Islam doesn't obligate a female to go out into the world and seek sustenance for the family even though the role has somewhat been reversed in this time So Islam is a religion of justice and it has set certain obligations out according to Allah Allah's Hikmah and according to the nature of his creation, so jihad it is physically tolling upon any individual, and that's why we say part of preparation is also physical preparation. By like taking a walk with your wife, sea Point Promenade, for example, uh, taking a walk with your wife. At a park, going for a light jog, having a healthy diet, etc. etc. That is part of physical preparation for Hajj. So, physically, it is tolling upon any individual. For females, it is more tolling Even though you'll find sometimes a lady, mashallah, she has lots of hamas, she has lots of energy and lots of vigor, and she's carrying, not physically, but she's carrying her husband throughout this Hajj. However, the Prophet said that it is a form of Jihad for the females. And the Jihad is what? To obtain a Hajj Mabroor. In another narration, the Prophet Muhammad said, whoever performs Hajj and does not commit any obscenity or evil will return as the day his mother gave birth to him, reported in Bukhari and Muslim. So, whoever performs Hajj, and does not commit any obscenity Obscenity, in the context of this hadith it relates to <coughs> sexual intercourse with your wife while you have made intention for Hajj So from the time you done your ihram and you come into Makkah and you are performing the Hajj known as Tamaktou where you gather between an umrah and a Hajj during the months of Hajj. So, give you a brief synopsis. You come into Makkah during the months of Hajj, which is Shawal, Dhul and Al-Hijjah. These are the months of Hajj. So if you come into Makkah in Shawwal. And you've made intention to perform Hajj. You first make intention to gather between Umrah and Hajj. So you at the Mikah, you intend to perform Umrah, and you go to Makkah, you perform your Umrah, you come out of your Ihram. So you've made a dual intention, so to say. When the days of Hajj commence, and when the days of Hajj commence, on the day of Tarbiya, the 8th of Dhul-Hijjah, you then profess your Niyah on the 8th of Dhul-Hijjah, from within the precincts of Makkah, you don't go all the way back to the Meqat, the station, and now you make your intention for Hajj. And that is Tamattu, which is the best form of Hajj, As the Prophet Muhammad clarified to us. So, whosoever performs Hajj and does not commit any obscenity, meaning he does not have intercourse with his wife, who is halal for him, or evil, he does no evil deeds, this person will return as the day his mother gave birth to him. So, here we see the Prophet stipulated certain conditions in order to obtain this reward. And not every person. When really undertakes this journey, obtain this reward. The Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu was salam said, Al-umratu ila al-umrati kaffaratu nima baynahuma, wal-hajjul mabroor laysa lahul jaza illa al-jannah. Bukhari and Muslim. That the highest goal of a believer, it is what? It is to obtain the pleasure of Allah and to be admitted into paradise. The Prophet said, وسلم, from one umrah to the next, is an expiation for the sins committed between it and the previous umrah. And the reward for a hajj Mabrur is nothing but jannah. A hajj mabroor gets you jannah. Key word here, once again, hajj mabroor, hajj mabroor, and we have not yet defined what a hajj Mabroor is. So these are some of the virtues in store for the Hajj that you must look forward to and you must be eager to obtain. So the goal behind this act of worship, we said it is Jannah. and Jannah is obtained through many ways. One such way Jannah is obtained is by way of a Hajj known as a Hajj Mabroor. So what is the definition? of a Hajj Mabroor We say it comes from the word Bir and Bir means pious, righteous, wholesome So what does Hajj Mabroor mean? The scholars have given various definitions of a Hajj Mabroor Most of them are in conformity with each other and there are slight variations and. Difference of opinion However they agree in the foundations of what is considered to be a Hajj Mabroor So remember we said the goal is Maqbool You've undertaken the obligation and you've fulfilled the obligation You have freed your neck from the taklif, from the obligation of Hajj But the true goal is Hajj Mabroor so first and foremost, sincerity, ikhlas. A hajj we in one seeks only the pleasure of Allah alone. That we don't undertake this journey to become, or to gain the honorary title of hajjah, a female who undertook hajj. And we don't undertake this journey to become a haji, a male who undertook hajj. But we do this solely for the pleasure of Allah Azzawajal, that if we look at the entire journey of Hajj, it is a madrasa, it is an institution, it is a learning experience. And one of the greatest experiences and learning curves that we obtain in Hajj is ikhlas, sincerity. If we look at the meaning of the Talbiyah لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالْنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ What does this mean? Talbiya. A shi'ar, a symbol of hajj What does it mean? We hear this And we are overcome with emotion And when you hear this You long to be in Makkah And you long to be amongst the Hujjaj. But what does this statement mean? We don't want to rattle statements of our tongues that are void of meaning. And we don't understand its meaning. In this, it is Ijabatun al Ijabah, as the scholars say. It is response after response. That we have told Allah Azza Azawajal, from the time when Nabi Ibrahim made the second call for Hajj, and Allah said, "And proclaim to people the obligation of Hajj." Who ever heard the call, the nida' of Nabi Ibrahim? From the time Nabi Ibrahim made the call, Whoever ever heard the call when Nabi Ibrahim made the call? Are people who undertake this journey? Are people who undertake this journey? So. You say, لَبَيْكَ la baik. Oh Allah, yeah I am. Oh Allah, yeah I am. It is response after response. You have responded to the obligation which Allah Azza wa Jalla has made an obligation upon you. And you remind yourself likewise that throughout your life, you are always ready to respond to the obligations of Allah Azzawajal. So sincerity. Hajj we said from beginning, from the time the the haji adopts his Ihram till the time he performs his Tawaful Wada. He only strives to do this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the greatest lessons of Hajj we said it is sincerity. وَمَا إِلَّا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ له الدين. That they were not commanded except to worship Allah SWT alone, making sincere for Him the entire religion. And this is the objective. That Hajj must become a, a learning experience of sincerity. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu When he made his intention for Hajj And where is the place of niyyah? Is niyyah something that can be seen upon the limbs? Is niyyah something upon the tongue? Where is the niyyah? The heart has certain Ibadat Certain acts of worship which is specific to it Such as fear of Allah such as taqwa of Allah, such as fearing Allah, such as having hope in the rewards of Allah as These are all a'mal, al-qalbiyya, they are all uh, acts of worship of the heart One such ibadah that is specific to the heart is the intention So here we see that when people make the intention for Hajj, We find in the books that there are wordings which have been specifically written to make intention for one's Hajj and the reality of the matter is there is no such intention which the Prophet Muhammad manifested upon his tongue. Based upon the hadith innama amalu bin niyat, that actions are judged by the intentions and the place of the intention is in the heart. For example, if the salah or the waqt of Asr enters upon us now. We are in the masjid. So we hear the adhan and I go to the wudu area and I perform wudu. Am I performing wudu for Salatul Maghrib or for Salatul Asr? I'm performing wudu for Salatul Asr. So those actions already make clear your intention. So the place of intention is in the heart. However, when the Prophet Muhammad performed Hajj, he said, Oh Allah, grant me a Hajj when there is no Riyah and no Sum'ah. And this was not actually him manifesting his intention, but rather this was him Sallallahu Alaihi manifesting the ritual of Hajj. So the Prophet said, Oh Allah, grant me a Hajj when there is no Riyah, there is no ostentation, and there is no Sum'ah. So what is Riyah? Riyah is doing an act for the sake of being seen Like for example the Hajj selfie You know uh, Traditionally part of the rituals of Hajj in Cape Town is that when you're in Makkah you must take a picture of yourself and your wife you know with the makeshift Kaaba and the black cell in the back MashaAllah However we see that Hajj is a Madrasa of Ikhlas In these times People when they undertake this journey, each and every single aspect of this journey they want a picture. Right? Like they want a picture for memorabilia. But we take these pictures and we post them. And some of us even post it during the days of Hajj. So I'm doing Tawaf, take a picture of me making dua. I'm standing on Safa and Marwa. Take a picture of me making du'a I'm on Mina during the days of Tashriq Take a picture of me doing some form of Ibadah I'm on Arafah The greatest day of the year And the greatest day in the life of a haji Where Allah Azzawajal boasts to His malaika And Allah Azzawajal descends to the lowest heaven In a manner which befits His majesty And he says, look at my servants. They've come here disheveled and dusty. They've come to these plains for no other reason but to seek my pleasure. So Allah says, they are forgiven. At that time, on that special day, which is a day of dua, a person stands and he says, take a picture of me making dua. Wallahu musta'an. We are destroying our Hajj with deeds of this nature. May Allah protect us and grant us the understanding. Amin. So sincerity is key, and this is the first foundation of a Hajj Mabrur, a Hajj wherein there is no ostentation and no suma. Suma means to be heard. You know, Hajj Umrah becomes a fad now. That people they go on Umrah seasonally. You know what, next year I'll, I'll travel again, and the year after that, and the year after that. You know? So, not to be heard. Secondly, a Hajj performed in line with the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad alayhi And this means a Hajj which is free from innovation, free from novelties, and free from introductions of deeds which have no precedence in Al Islam that we find that the hujjaj are making what we refer to as the khadat, which is something the Prophet Muhammad never ever did. We don't have time to get into that now. We find that the go-to act of worship on this journey, it is khadat, because we have not empowered ourselves as to what to do on our hajj. So the people is, in Tawaf, they're making Khadat. they doing Sa'i between Safa and Marwa, they make Khadat. And this is posted on social media. we on Arafah, we make Khadat. We, in Mina, we make Khadat. Wallahu musta'an A Hajj performed in line with the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Because the Prophet said, مَنْ عَمِلَ عَمِلًا لَيْسَ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرُنَا فَهُوَ Whomsoever does an action which is not in conformity with our affair. Meaning, our deen will have it rejected. So deeds have conditions. And part of the conditions for the acceptability of our acts of worship is it must be done according to the way the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ did it. And the Prophet Muhammad said regarding this, he said manasikakum He said take from me your Hajj rituals Take from me directly your Hajj rituals That means we take from the scholars As the mazahib of al-Islam Which is in conformity with the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad That we're not saying go to the text of the Quran and the Sunnah And derive your own rulings We're saying no Go to the scholars of Al Islam, the true scholars, not like myself, the true ulama of Al Islam, and take from the understanding of the Quran and the Sunnah. Take from me your Hajj rituals. Know what you need to do and when you need to do it. Because essentially, this is Hajj. Doing certain things at certain times. And when the Hajj knows the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad alayhi this empowers him to get the best out of his hajj and this empowers him to gain maximum benefit from his hajj. Because now you perform this hajj upon basirah, upon insight. Not upon um what's the method of pelting the jamara? Um how do I do sa'i? What dhikr do I do on sa'i? What do I do I make on Araqa? Etc., etc., but rather be upon insight with regards to this ibadah, and this really empowers the haji to maximize his benefits during Hajj. Thirdly, a Hajj which is free from sin, and each and every single son of Adam. Commits mistakes and makes sins But the best of those who make sins Are those who repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But on hajj You want to try it to the best of your ability To avoid sin Lowering the gaze Not using vile speech And foul language Which sometimes becomes A common trait Of many Townian hujaj Wallah mustaan Smoking during Hajj, it is a sin. A Hajj which is free from sin. Because this Hajj is preparing you for what? It is preparing you for your life after Hajj. Hajj, it is only a short period of time. Five days is Hajj. ya mutarwiya ya and in the three days of Tashriq. For those who stay three days. Five days of your life. Those five days of your life and the entire journey... It is a preparation for you for your life after Hajj. So a Hajj free from sin. Abstaining from argumentation. Many judge get into arguments during the days of Hajj because of the dynamic of Hajj. That we are all in one space. You're not in your own comfortable space. You're traveling with people. And it becomes essential for us to choose good companionship upon our journey. Because companionship will make you or break you. A sahib sahib The companion He draws you And he pulls you towards His way So a hajj Free from sin Fourthly A hajj With righteous deeds Benefiting others As the Prophet Muhammad Was asked Which hajj is best He said um, A hajj wherein you Offer a sacrifice For the sake of Allah And A hajj wherein you spread good speech tibul kalam. You spread good speech to others So you benefit others on this Hajj You're giving charity Whether it be dates um, You are smiling with people You are accommodating people You are not harming people um, A Hajj with righteous deeds, deeds Which benefits others Fifthly A Hajj that is not followed by disobedience A had which is not followed by disobedience now That does not mean We are not going to commit errors But we are going to be more vigilant After undertaking this journey And previously The previous generations We can take a great lesson from them That when they undertook this journey Or this journey They lived up To the expectation Of being A hadji or a haja. that when they came back the effects of this hajj was evident upon them that we hear many stories from the elderly in our community that they performed hajj 20-30 years ago however they recollect each and every single aspect of that hajj to the T and also after hajj this person lived upon istiqamah they were upon steadfastness in their prayers with regards to abstaining from haram. In fact, I had a story of a person who I deemed to be truthful. That he said before hajj, he struggled with waking up for fajr. And he used to use his alarm. And even though he used his alarm, he would oversleep. He said, however, since he performed hajj, he never ever used an alarm to wake up for fajr again. Subhanallah. This is a blessing from Allah. But this is something that he... Impired within himself during during, hajj. And so a hajj which is not followed by disobedience. If you truly want to know whether your hajj was accepted or not, then look at your life before hajj and look at your life after hajj. Hajj reawakened within you, the consciousness and taqwa of Allah, the fear of Allah, and hoping in His rewards. And after hajj. You see that good deeds became easier for you. It was easier for you to perform your salah on its time. It was easier for you to perform your salah for males in congregation. It was easier for you as a female to be conscious of your awrah, to cover yourself, to adorn yourself with modesty, etc., etc. Look at your deeds. As good deeds become easier for you, that's a sign of an accepted deed and an accepted hajj, inshallah. Sixthly, a hajw in one's nafaqah, the money used is pure. Because Allah is pure and he only accepts that which is pure. Allah is pure and he only accepts that which is pure. Meaning that the nafaqah, the money which you use to spend on this journey in the way of Allah, it must be from a pure source. So, money which came from gambling. Can I undertake Hajj with this? Yes or no? Surely not. Uh, money, which, for example, Irf, like common problem in our society. Um, I usurped the rights of my siblings with regards to wealth which was rightfully theirs. And I took this wealth and I undertook Hajj with it. Is that a Hajj which is declared as being my brood? Never. That Nathaqah is not pure. Allah is pure, and He accepts only that which is pure. So part of your preparation of Hajj is ensuring that this money that you are using for Hajj. It is pure. Halalan Tayyibah. It is halal it is tayyib. It comes from a pure source. And in essence, this is a Hajj Mabroor. To summarize it, the first foundation of a Hajj Mabroor is ikhlaaf, sincerity. Secondly, a Hajj performed in line with the Sunnah of the Prophet and there is no way to achieve this except by studying the Sunnah and studying the Hajj of the Prophet Muhammad um, Thereafter, we would actually place a Hajj wherein one's nafaqah is pure, comes from a halal source. Fourthly, a Hajj wherein your deeds benefit others. Fifthly, a Hajj free from sin. And then, sixthly, a Hajj that is not followed by disobedience. So, this segment deals with spiritual preparation of Hajj. And bi'idhilah, in the next or during the next eight weeks, insha'Allah, we will be looking at the spiritual significance of certain rituals in relation to Hajj such as the Talbiya What is the meaning of the Talbiya? What is the understanding of the Talbiya? Uh, why do we pelt the Jamarat? Why do we circumambulate the Kaaba? Why do we do taw- um, Sa'i between Safa and Marwa? Only to imbibe within us the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala That if we were ghafil, if we were heedless and we were negligent then this journey awakens within us the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and it imbibes in us the awareness of our obligation towards Allah subhanahu wa taala. We look forward to seeing you in the coming weeks. We end upon this note, Inshaallah Subhanahu wa bihamdika, ashhadu an la illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubilee kum wa sallam alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa